everybody. Welcome to the Recovering Hypocrite Podcast. Today is October 16th. It's a Wednesday, and that's actually technically a lie because I'm recording this on Friday, October 11th because I have a little bit of a story to tell. So uh, this was supposed to be a different podcast this week. I had a guest all lined up that I was going to record last week because today I was supposed to be on an airplane on my way to England to spend a a five or six day trip there, uh, uh, teaching at a conference, uh, facilitating at another, teaching at a church. It was a trip I've been looking forward to, but everything changed early morning last Friday on Friday, October 4th. And so today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. No guest. I'm just going to share uh, what the last week has been like for me. And uh, just uh, while that may seem very, very narcissistic, I realized that last week we were talking about narcissism. Hopefully I won't insert myself into any text, but maybe it's a little narcissistic to talk about this stuff. But I have no real script for today except to share what the last week has been like and what God has been teaching me over the course of the last week. So if you are part of RIV or you follow me on any social media platforms, you might be aware of part of the story. And so I'll give you the full story of what happened last week and how the last week has been. So a week ago today, early in the morning, I was working out and uh, I do that a couple days a week. Uh, So three days a week, I have this rhythm. I work out early in the morning and it was just a, a workout like any other workout. And I made a mistake. And let me me just be very clear about this. It was 100% uh, my mistake. In a split second, I was supposed to be, as part of the workout I was doing, um, doing a simple little burpee thing, which those are awful. But uh, I I hear that that's how people get uh, ripped in jail is by doing burpees. So that's good. Uh, I can do burpees without going to jail. But I'm doing burpees and I'm supposed to jump over a box. It's a real simple exercise. And uh, for a long time, I've been jumping onto boxes. But I've never done box jump overs before. So I thought, hey, I'm going to attempt this today. But at that point in the workout, I was feeling kind of tired. And so at the last second, like almost in the air, I made the decision instead of jumping onto the box or over the box to jump onto the box, but I was already in movement jumping over the box. And so I kind of pulled my body back, caught the edge of the box with my feet, on the other side and it flipped out from underneath me and the people who were there said it looked like my feet went straight up in the air and I came tumbling down onto my left elbow immediately hurt a it was a huge pop I knew something was in trouble so luckily there were some awesome people there at the gym working out who also have some kind of medical background they rushed over they threw some Tylenol into my mouth told me to swallow uh, wrapped me up in all kinds of um, workout bands and ace bandages and things like that. It got me into a car, took me to the hospital. So it was awesome. Had some great, just, I'm so thankful for the people there uh, who jumped to to my help. And so they drove me down to the hospital. um, And on the way to the hospital, I started to feel like, man, why does my other arm hurt. So this was all happening on my left arm. And I thought, what? Did, why is my right arm hurt so badly? And it, I couldn't really bend my right arm at all. So I got, and, and still to, don't have any idea how I hit my right arm, but on my way into the hospital, got in there, was talking to the, the x-ray techs and the nurses, doctors there. And they said, you know, we better x-ray both of your arms just to be safe. And so fast forward, 
uh, till after the x-rays and before my CAT scans because I ended up needing both. And it turns out that I broke not one, but two arms. And so, by the way, my wife and kids were really looking forward to me coming home with two arms in casts and slings. They were thinking that would be hysterical until I reminded them of the help they were going to have to give me in life um, if I had to uh, have both of my arms in casts. So uh, fast forward to the uh, to Saturday morning. Uh, they've tried to relocate my arm. Does not work. Uh, it's been pretty broken. It's broken in several places. And so uh, Saturday morning, I had surgery on my left arm, uh, put in a new elbow. Uh, so at least, uh, I don't know what they call it, like the ball joint, <laughs> I guess is what I would call it there and, and did uh, just a ton of plates and screws. Like a friend of mine, uh, a guy who goes to Riv, mentioned to me earlier today that he has been, uh, he used to be a nurse. He's been in thousands of surgeries and he's rarely seen that much hardware in um, any kind of accident, let alone in a small spot like a, an elbow. Like I think from my count off of the x-ray, there's at least, uh, gosh, at least 13 screws that I can see. So I'll post a picture of that on the show notes. If you care about that sort of thing, you can kind of look at the, the picture there. But uh, they decided not to do anything with my right arm because I need an arm. So they aspirated my right arm. And so I have a broken arm uh, that is not repaired that I'm using every day. That's my right arm. And my left arm uh, is in a sling and is incapacitated and all that jazz. I end up having to spend uh, two nights in the hospital um, because of all of this and just to make sure I was going to be able to recover well when I came home. And I'll tell you what a crazy crazy, crazy week. I mean, and I know a lot of people have gone through stuff like this and a lot of people have gone through much worse than I've gone through. Um, and so I'm not just trying to make uh, my pain huge, but it, it has been an interesting experience in thinking about what happens when things out of your control happen and you have to slow down whether you realize it or not. Um, in the beginning of this uh, last series that we did uh, called More of the Same at Riv, where we're talking about what we we're hoping God would do uh, through our church, there was this, uh, we quoted this verse out of James 4, where James says, come now you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to into this or that town and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. You do not know about tomorrow. What is your life like for you're a puff of smoke that appears for a short time and then vanishes. You ought to say instead, if the Lord is willing, then we will live and we'll do this or that. But as it is, as it is you boast in your arrogance and all such boasting is evil. It's an intense passage, but it's a reminder that our lives are a vapor, that uh, th we make our plans and then God does what God does. And so this was a week uh, that I was looking forward to, to spend some time uh, in England, seeing some friends there, uh, teaching at some conferences, doing all that sort of thing. But God had other plans and the plans have been going really, really, really slow. <laughs> and I'm one of those guys that likes to move at a, a fast pace, but everything in my life right now takes three, four times longer than it would normally take. Everything from getting ready in the morning to reading, to writing, to uh, just making breakfast. All of those things are just almost agonizingly slower. But what I've realized is slowing down like that, it's it's like last year when I took my sabbatical and everything had to change for that summer. It, it feels like uh, that uh, with a little bit of pain attached to it, you know, with the, the, the broken arm and all that. And so instead, this last week has been a, well, really, in a sense, a God-given exercise in trusting him when things have to go slower 
than uh, I want them to. And, uh, you know, I've been thinking about the fact that a lot of times we don't trust God or trust others enough and we overvalue our own input into things way too much. Uh, and it's not until we are forced to slow down that things change when we get to the point that we can't clean our own armpits. <laughs> That's right. It's like the one thing I can't do is I can't clean my armpits because I just can't reach that direction uh, with either of my arms. It's one of those crazy things. There's a humility that is forced upon you, whether you like it or not. You can either resent the fact that people have to help you or just um, let people help you. And it's been a really interesting experience. Even today, setting up for the podcast, several people on, on staff here at Riv were kind enough to do all the simple things, setting up my mic, hanging up this blanket that I use for sound absorption, all of that, just so that I can be ready to do something like that. And it is uh, uh, um, an interesting and humbling experience. And again, I want to be cautious that that this experience doesn't do one of two things. That doesn't cause uh, me to become prideful in what I'm learning because I'm really, what I'm learning is the opposite. Um, and and that is I've had too much uh, uh, trust in myself and how much I can accomplish and all that. And the second thing, not to, uh, to, to assume that I've gone through much more pain than other people. This is minor pain compared to others. But it has been a wonderful exercise. I think back to when John Piper wrote his book, Don't Waste Your Cancer. And, uh, and obviously, cancer is obviously way worse than what I'm dealing with. But I think we tend to lose opportunities in these crazy circumstances like this one to be able to uh, learn about what God is trying to teach us in those moments. And uh, so one of the things I've been doing um, over the course of last week is I've got this series coming up next year where I'm teaching through the book of Hebrews, not just me, but all the teachers at Riv will be teaching through the book of Hebrews. And so I decided since I've got this time and I'm kind of stuck on couches and I, I don't want to just spend my whole time on my device and my iPhone, um, just to be spending time reading through Hebrews. And I've just been struck and stunned. Well, here's one of the things that really struck me in Hebrews. And um, just see if you can kind of grapple with this metaphor here for a second. It's an, uh, it's an imperfect metaphor, but um, in Hebrews 1, it talks about the fact that here you've got Jesus, who is um, the heir of all things, who is the one through whom the entire world was created. The, the fact that Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God, that Jesus is the representative of God's essence, that Jesus sustains everything through his powerful world, uh, word and all that. So think about all of that, what Jesus is. And then he talks about the fact that the author of Hebrews, that Jesus is so much higher than angels, like uh, just infinitely higher than angels. And then he makes the statement that he now becomes lower than angels, that he um, becomes less than angels in the incarnation, in Jesus uh, coming down and stepping into human form. And, and this is a really, it was striking for me this, this week reading that passage because I think I've always intellectually thought about the fact that Jesus stepped into humanity and there's debating theologies on what you think about how much of Jesus's omnipotence and omnipresence and, you know, um, and there's a third one, but I'm blanking on it. Just blame the Tylenol, um, <laughs> this omniscience that, uh, that Jesus gave up all of this stepping into his human form uh, so that he could face every temptation that we do as a human. And there's a sense in which we're like, oh yeah, that's huge. He did that. Um, but even 
this stupid week of me not being able to clean my own armpits, the fact that it takes me three times as long to make breakfast, uh, all of those things, just these little minor inconveniences uh, that I've been going through um, are nothing. They're, they're nothing, but they feel to me like, wow, what a drop in my ability. The fact that it takes me three times as long, I'm about running at about one-third capacity right now. How is it, how it just feels so crazy. And yet to think about that Jesus in the incarnation went from being seated at the right hand of God the Father to being human, that he stepped into his creation. I was talking to my friend Timothy about this, and he says, yeah, it's like Jesus, it's like a coder becoming code or a painter becoming his own painting. It's just, it's categorically different. And to think about what that experience was like uh, for Jesus is absolutely bonkers. And again, I'm not saying I'm experiencing anything that he experienced, but it made me think so um, much about what Jesus gave up uh, for us. Uh, that it's been a, a, just a wonderful experience to wrestle with that and to think about that over the course of the week. So it's been an interesting uh, week. Uh, a lot of people have asked me how I'm doing, what they can be praying for, what they can do. Uh, bottom line, just yeah, just pray for me right now. If you see me, uh, don't hug me. Don't give me a handshake. Uh, don't give me a high five. Um, I'm actually thinking about having a name tag made that says those three things. That uh, no no handshakes, no high fives, no hugs. Uh, all of those are kind of painful right now. But uh, a little fist bump is is a good thing, and uh, and uh, that I can do. Um, so just be praying for me. There's not much else to do. I've got such a great support team. My family, my wife, my kids. Uh, uh, those on staff here at Riv have been awesome. And uh, I'm just major shout out to Pastor James who uh, took my notes from last week, and he was supposed to be in Mexico on Saturday morning uh, to, to go on a trip down there with back-to-back ministries, and instead, he stayed and preached that weekend. So on Friday, at the last second, he gets my notes. He writes his own message based on um, the research that I've done, and, and if you know James and I, we're like so different. So um, we're going to approach all of that different, and yet he he pulled it together, did a great job preaching this weekend, um, and, and and went down on his trip two days later that he was planning on doing. He's still in Mexico today. He'll be back uh, today. By the time you hear this on the 16th, he'll be completely back. So um, that's, that's so just, it, I've been blown away by how awesome our team is. So here's the bottom line. Um, I'm uh, learning a lot. It's been a really good uh, week. Um, it's been a really hard week. Sleep is hard. Um, and um, all those sorts of things, but doing well. Uh, my plan um, as of this moment, uh, unless some other crazy thing happens, is this weekend on the 19th and 20th, I'll be back preaching uh, on the third week of the parable series. And so that's a very fascinating exercise too, that all of the stuff that I've been learning about the parallels, parables, I don't get a chance to share, but uh, that's an okay thing because preaching is foolishness anyway. And so instead, um, I learned those things for myself. And so I get to continue to just uh, dwell on that. But my plan is to be back on the 19th and 20th preaching uh, here at RIV. I have another follow-up appointment with my surgeon on the 21st, and we discover what the long-term stuff is, uh, what I'll have to do with that. They'll get either a new cast or a brace. Really be praying that I get like a, a mobility brace of some sort on my arm so that I'll be able to start moving around a little bit more. But uh, that's about it. So if you see me around at RIV this weekend um, or next weekend, please don't hug me. <laughs> please don't shake my hand. Please don't give me a high five. 
but do say hi. Fist bump would be great. And uh, I'm just really thankful for all that God is doing and teaching me in the series. So again, um, hopefully this wasn't too crazy and narcissistic of a uh, post to put this out here, but I figured a lot of people have been asking me questions. And so I figured I'd give the answers as stream of consciousness as I can. And so that's about it. I'm not going to do any editing on this. I'm going to throw it up and then uh, we'll just see where we go from there. So that is the Recovering Hypocrite podcast for Wednesday, October 16th. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks on the 30th with a guest. We have a couple lined up, one that I had to have canceled. I'll reline up. So we've got a couple still lined up. I'm not going to tell you who they are yet, but it's going to be some great conversations about friendship, about grace, um, and maybe we'll even sneak in a little bit of a church-finding conversation in there as well. So thank you. Love you. We'll talk to you soon. See everybody. 